The difference between a strong writer and a good writer are criteriums. Criteriums need a combination of strength, speed, endurance, and tactics to win. The races teach you how to bike handle, bump elbows, corner, fight for position, and avoid crashes. All these skills that everyone needs, even as a casual cyclist. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Weta L. Brown. I inspire and promote movement. I explain how running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect. How obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy Season 2, Episode 21. Thank you for all of your support. I made it through Season 1. I'm excited about this season. Today, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things to do, although I have a lot of things that I love to do. We're going to talk about cycling today and a specific aspect of cycling, which I will get into momentarily i started seriously cycling in 2017 i had always ridden a bike i had my kmart special when i was younger my 10 speed progressed to a 15 speed and that progressed to a hybrid when i moved to chicago i bought a track hybrid to ride with my ski friends mainly on the lakefront In 2017, I started being a little bit more serious about cycling. Thanks to my godson, um, I actually signed up for a triathlon. It had been on the bucket list for a while. I talked in detail about how he was my motivation to start racing in episode two, Out of the Mouth of Babes. My journey to cycling started with me looking for the perfect road bike. I went to three bike shops and test rode a half dozen bikes. The bike I loved the most was a red and black Trek SL El Manda. I found it at a bike shop by my house, but it was out of my price range. So divine intervention. I actually saw the exact same bike on a triathlon site on Facebook. The bike was relatively new. The person who purchased it, unfortunately, had a stroke. I bought the bike for a little over half the retail price. So it was a great deal. The bike was shipped to me and I took it to the bike shop to get it assembled. It was a thing of beauty. It actually came with clips, SRC clips. They were one-sided, so I didn't have to fully commit, but I did. I was all in. I remember taking my road bike out for a test ride and realized I didn't know how to change the gears. It was different from my Trek hybrid. I had to pull over and find a YouTube channel to figure out how to change my gears. I was successful and made it back home uninjured and I was able to clip without any ill effects. I then figured it was time to join a cycling club. 
At first, I was intimidated. I've heard of Major Taylor Cycling Club of Chicago, but I really didn't know about cycling, serious cycling. The ride that closely fit my schedule was a 6 a.m. ride. So I registered and showed up the following day with my new baby. I was told by someone in one of my triathlon groups that I had to name my bike. So I named my bike Cece Crimson Cycle. And she was ready to roll. I had my helmet, which is a requirement of Major Taylor and a personal requirement. I've seen too many head injuries, occupational hazard. I also had a light backpack. I was totally clueless. I had no idea what I was about to get into. I thought I read the ride description. Drop ride, no drop ride. I had no idea what it meant at the time, which I will explain a little bit later. It was a no drop ride. The ride leader welcomed me and asked, was I comfortable with a pace line? I'll explain what that is momentarily as well. I laughed and said, I don't even know what a pace line is. So the answer is no. He took me and we rode together. He taught me the basics. The other group did their normal ride and we met at the end. I had made it through my first ride. The next time I showed up, which was Thursday of the same week, I had issues with my clips. They were loosening and my foot kept slipping out. So I slowed down to see what was going on. I looked up and the group was gone. I had no idea the route. So I just rode on the lakefront. I returned, though, the following week, and they laughed and said they would make sure I was with the group the whole ride. One of the members, I believe, actually gave me a hug and told me she would make sure of it. That was a time when we could hug people. The whole group was very supportive and welcoming. One of the ride leaders actually gave me a push when I was struggling to hold on and stay with the group. They were supportive, but the rides were far from easy. I was challenged each and every time I showed up, and I loved it. So I started loving cycling in a new way. I still love my leisure cycling on the lakefront, but this was different. It was fun, challenging, and stimulating in a different way. One of the things I really love about cycling is how quickly you see improvements compared to running. My tri-coach actually told me, although... I had been running for years that I was a cyclist who runs versus a running runner who cycles. It quickly became my best of the three sports as far as my pace. Well, after I'd been cycling for over a year, one of the ride leaders mentioned crit racing or criterium racing that I should come check it out. The club didn't have any women racers at the time, so I said, why not? I really didn't even know what it was. I just heard bike racing and I like to go fast. So why not? So I show up with my bike on a chilly night to the race. Also, like the first day I showed up to a major Taylor group ride, I had no idea what I was getting into. All of the guys were very supportive and welcoming though. The men raced first. And it was exhilarating to watch them go. It was so many of them and they were all so fast. It was breathtaking. So after the men race, I line up and the women's race start. I take off. I thought we were supposed to ride as fast as you can for 20 minutes or so. I was leading the pack and I thought to myself, 
I don't know what I'm doing. Why the heck am I in the front? Every round, because it's a circuit, my club members cheer me on. Then, as I fatigue, the people who knew what they were doing, they passed me. I tried to keep up, but I couldn't. My next goal was to not get lapped by the group. I made a friend with one of the racers who was in the back with me, and she told me I made a rookie mistake, and they were drafting off me at the start. So we worked together and drafted off each other for a while. Let me explain what drafting is. Drafting is the premise for a pace line, which we talked about earlier. And drafting and cycling is one of the benefits of riding in a group. The cyclists are in close line, one behind the other, taking turns riding up front, close call pulling, before peeling off and headed to the back of the line. When you draft, being close to another rider, you expend less energy, up to 25% less. So you're more efficient. So you can go faster than you normally would with less effort. And you get the rush from the speed as well as the motivation of the other riders around you. The more you ride in a group, the more your muscles get used to that type of riding. So your muscles get used to going fast. So you generate more speed in your legs. Your legs will simply be used to pedaling faster by riding at a fast pace in a pace line. So this translates to faster speed when you're riding by yourself. Your muscles adapt to the load. So when you're riding by yourself, usually you're riding at a steady pace, which is what a lot of endurance athletes do because we're not racers in the true sense of the word as far as bike racing. So your legs get really good at that particular pace. When you try and go harder, your legs aren't used to the effort. So by riding in a pace line with a cycling group, you build up those muscle fibers to handle the up and down efforts and it will help your cycling all around. Also, you get group interaction, which I miss since COVID, along the speed and the rush. So your brain gets this jolt of adrenaline, you get this high, which I experienced running, similar to runner's high. So I made it to this end of this race. But first, at the leader who told me about it and asked, why didn't you give me the basic rules? We laughed and I decided it was fun, although I sucked. I wanted to do it more. I have a need for speed. My goals were basic. Ride fast, have fun, try not to crash. Hang with the pack. If I get dropped, try not to get lapped. My goal was overall, it would make me a better cyclist and I would have better road handling skills. Some triathletes don't have great road handling skills due to much of their riding being on a trainer. You're not outside with other cyclists. You don't have the wind. You don't have corners. It just sets up for a different experience. And if you're not used to it, some cyclists have some difficulties with racing, particularly with passing, being in the pack. You're not supposed to draft in triathlons. So you're technically supposed to pass on the left and call out. And being a member of Major Taylor taught me great safety as far as calling out so cyclists would know when you pass them. Because if you pass the cyclist and don't call out and say the cyclist 
wants to pass the person in front of them or just wants to move to the left to say to bypass something on the side of the road or to bypass a pothole. You don't call out. They don't know you're there. You're more likely to crash. So calling out, riding in a group teaches you safety. Crit racing gives you close up and personal with other cyclists. You learn to have speed with control. You learn to corner. You learn to sprint. You learn to effectively drive. You also learn some humility and grit. After you get dropped, and even if you're lapped, it takes a lot to keep pushing hard. No, you're not going to win the race. But as you keep going around and around, particularly when it's a crowd, you want to give it your effort, your hard effort. So it takes a lot of humility and grit to keep cycling. So let me go into more detail exactly what a crit or a cartoon race is. It's a lap race on a closed circuit set in cities. Laps are usually a half mile to 1.5 miles long, typically with four laps. Total race distance is usually 15 miles for a beginner to 16 miles for a professional, usually 25 minutes to almost two hours in length. Then in the midst of a criterion race, they have what's called preem. And these are intermittent sprints within a race, and they usually offer a prize or points. All premiums won are awarded to the riders, even if they withdraw from the race, even if they don't finish. If they do the premium, they get an award. As a crit racer, you have to have a certain set of skills in order to navigate. It's not just about who rides the fast. Something I didn't know, particularly during my first race. One must have the ability to corner rapidly and sharply with little touching of your fellow riders as possible. Holding the line. If you don't hold the line, you're at risk of crashing into another cyclist. So if you're going to ride and people yell out, hold the line, hold the line, it means stay on the wheel of the person in front of you. You have to claim the best position. You have to possess the ability to decide when to sprint at the perfect time in order to have a successful attack. You don't just strive to be the fastest with the best bike handling skills. You also have to ride safely inches away from a large group of opponents on a short circuit and not get caught up in crashes, which is a frequent occurrence in crits, particularly in male crit racing. Season two, I will start a new series called Ask the Doc. If you have questions related to musculoskeletal injuries or musculoskeletal health, please send me a voicemail. Go to my website at www.weouilife.com. Click on the tab voicemail, leave your voicemail, and select messages will be aired and answered on the segment. Now, back to the episode. I love this quote by Frankie Andrea. The difference between a strong rider and a good rider are criteriums. Criteriums need a combination of strength, speed, endurance, and tactics to win. 
The races teach you how to bike handle, bump elbows, corner, fight for position, and avoid crashes. All these skills that everyone needs, even as a casual cyclist. And the races, partnerships are formed and broken, and it becomes personal because no one wants to lose. These stories are played out every time the rider turns their pedal from start to finish. Revenge is always on their mind. In order to race criteriums, you need a license. You can get a one-day license to just try it out, or you can get a license for a season. They're about $100, and they're different categories. As a beginner, you're a Cat 5. After 10 races, you can upgrade on experience to go to a Cat 4. To a Cat 3 is usually based on results. To Cat 2, again, results. It gets harder the further along you go. Cat 1s are elite at the national team level. In order to be good at criterion races, again, there are several things that you need to do. You need to have pre-race preparation. Prior to the event, you need to be mentally prepared by researching the race course and the competition. So if you race a lot, you know who's going to be there. If you're doing a race, you should make sure you get there early enough in order to warm up. I made another mistake in another race while I was running late. The race had even started when I got there. Understand the race route whether they're hills, how many turns, the condition, the wind direction. If you race on a frequent basis, look at the registration list to assess your components. Again, warm up. You don't want to go too fast because you don't want to wear yourself out, but you want to get your heart rate to the threshold. You want to increase blood flow to your muscles. You want to get your body and your mind prepare for that high intensity racing that you're about to do. And crit racing position is key. So get there early, line up close to the front. So the goal is to be there at least 10 minutes early, but upwards to 40 minutes before the race starts. If you're at the front of the race, you don't have to waste time trying to maneuver your way up front. The goal is to move forward. So try to maintain your position each circuit and you really have to pay attention you just can't concentrate on just riding you pay attention to your opponents it particularly is helpful if you have a team because you can strategize one person may be better in sprinting one person may be better in short bursts or attacks one person may be better in just as far as overall endurance so if you know your strengths you can work together and for a team win versus an individual rent. Again, don't be afraid to ride near the front. You might get some of the wind, but if you're in front, you don't have to maneuver your way to get up front. Aim to stay within the top 10 wheels. It's a strategy to racing, so the best racers know when to attack. When attackers, let's say around a corner where some people slow down, they speed up. So they can break away from the group. So if you know someone's going to attack, you want to stay in the wheel so you can stay in the game. Conserve your energy. You don't want to burn too many matches. Every time you go out for a burst of energy, you're losing that momentum. You're losing that energy. So say if you're cornering 
you know someone is going to attack, stay on their will. So you're going to lose, you're going to use less energy than they are. So they're going to burn a match trying to attack and break away from the group. If you hang on to them, you're conserving energy. And try not to break and then accelerate because you lose momentum. If you can draft and pay attention to the speed of the group in front of you and kind of anticipate attacks, you'll be more efficient because the game is to be efficient and don't show off. What may fuel your ego may lose you the race. You just want to show off and pass someone. Every move you make needs to be calculated. Again, it's all about efficiency. You want to make sure you stay with the pack, you stay in the front, particularly the last lap. The last lap you want to be within the first five wheels. And if you race the course before, you have an advantage. Know like the fastest route. You may want to be on the right side, the left side, the middle. If you've ridden the course before, you know what actual route is the fastest for you. And practice sprinting, which I'm not great at. The last few minutes of our ride with Major Taylor, we sprint to the end. And it kills me. But, and I'm not great, particularly um, out of the saddle, meaning standing up. You need that at the end of a criterion race if you want to win. I have raced six or seven races. I have podium twice. It was a mixed race. When I say mixed race, it was male and female. And there were only two females. So I got second place. I still got a medal. And I learned something from racing. I plan to crit race again this season. If we have a season. I think it, again, helps my overall cycling. I love going fast. I love the bike handling skills. I wish I had a team here in Chicago. Um, but I race by myself with my club. There's one or two women that race with our club, but I'm not sure if they're going to race this year. So maybe we'll increase that number and have a team and be more efficient. So this is an episode about crit racing. Why I love it. Why I kind of love it. I am an adrenaline junkie and I'm not sure where it came from. But thank you for listening. That wraps up this episode of Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you already haven't, please download Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast on Apple, Spotify, or however you listen to your favorite podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or possible show topics, please email runitischeaperthantherapy.olb Omaha Love Brown. Again, that's runitischeaperthantherapy Omaha Love Brown at gmail.com. I also can be reached via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Handle We Life we love oh you are life oh you are love thank you and please tune in again